everybody, welcome to today's show. My name is Mark Toby, owner and founder of Enterprise Fitness and Wolfpack. Today, I'm here with the Wolfpack, an elite community of personal trainers looking to grow their business and career as legitimate face-to-face coaches, teaching best practices in training, nutrition, and business, so you can get results for your clients and be handsomely paid to do it. Today's episode of Wolfstand is switching from our usual focus on nutrition and training into business content. On the line, we have the one, the only Ben Simkin. Ben Simkin has helped his clients generate over $1 billion, B, billion dollars in sales from Facebook ads alone. In the marketing circles, he is known as the Kingpin and Facebook's number one marketer uh, by his peers. Uh, he's a dear friend, and it's always a pleasure to speak with you, Ben. Uh, one of the sharpest minds in business I know. Thanks for coming on, Ben. I know we're going to get into some some great stuff. How are you going today? I'm good. It's an absolute honor to be here in your community. And uh, always good to talk to you as well. Yeah, so, like yeah. So, so, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. We have the Wolfpackers on the line, as I said, the community of trainers. Uh, they've all got their pens and, uh, and notepads ready. Um, we'll get to their questions later. But w- what I wanted to start with, um, was, I mean, I know it's a, it's a broad question. We could probably just spend some time on this alone and unpack this question, but it's, it's pertinent is what, what, in your opinion, what do you think makes a great ad? What makes a great ad? Well, that is a good question. Um, well, what makes a great ad, you know, it comes down to, um, the biggest thing, and I always teach this is that I'm sure you've all heard of the, heard, heard of this expression, um, I think it was apparently it was Abraham Lincoln that said it. But if I had to, if I only had ten hours to chop down a tree, I would take eight hours to sharpen the axe. Um, and so you you've got to think about that in terms of what does that mean in advertising and marketing. Uh, it means the eighty percent of your uh, your effort uh, will and your results will come from the preparation side of things. So what is the preparation? Well, the preparation is understanding um, understanding who your target market is. So understanding who are you writing your ad towards? Like what kind of client do you want specifically? Um, and then figuring out and, and researching exactly what are their motivational, emotional drivers? Uh, what are the things that are going to make them tick? What are the things that are going to make them want to click on your ad and go through and want to become a client? There's certain phrases and things you can say to them based on your uh, understanding of them from a psychological point of view that will um, elevate your results dramatically and I I do a lot of this uh, sales training because sales and advertising is the same so um, so when it uh, in uh, 1923 um, a, a man called John E Kennedy not the other guy but John E Kennedy uh, who is the father of uh, modern advertising, um, he said uh, that advertising is salesmanship in print. So what you say to a person in a, on a, in a sales situation is basically going to be the same in your ad. And uh, within our organization, we have a sales team. And one of the things that I find with, with new salespeople that come into the company is that I will say, when you get on the phone, say this exact sentence or say these words because these words have been proven to get a client and they will go and they will go change them into their own words in their own pers- perspective and they won't be getting the sales. So 
it's interesting that um, that's one of these things that that they uh, tend to fall down on when they first start. So there's that words and phrases and things that you can pick up that will drive an emotional response to uh, essentially want them to do business, uh, want to do business with you. Mm. And I know this question, there's so many facets to it, but are there any things that you see uh, on, say, Facebook um, specifically? We'll talk about Instagram in a sec, but on Facebook that whether it's uh, copy. So, I mean, one side of it's copy. We've also got the, the photo. We've also got video that we can we can look after. Um, what, in your opinion, like are there, these things need to be uh, changed interchangeably? Like, is there one medium that's preferred over the other, a combination of all using remarketing? How do you, how do you play that game? Yeah. So I guess when it comes down to the, like the technical side, you know, we're, we're going to the other, you know, the other part of the process where you figured out who your target market is, you know, what you have to say to them to convince them, to persuade them um, to do that. Then you've got to look at, well, it's really good. See, I've, I've been doing Facebook ads for, this is my 11th year doing Facebook ads as a real, you know, legitimate business. So we're talking, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, uh, six days a week, um, and so on, uh, for over a decade. And when you first started with Facebook ads all that time ago, it was very difficult. It was a very manual process. We would have to write manually probably up to 300 to 500 different ads for a campaign. Now, the, the good thing about what I was doing is that the clients were paying me uh, you know, a lot of money, six, seven figures to do that. So I didn't mind sitting there writing 500 different ads and then having to rework it all and, and figure out what works and what doesn't work. So, but now um, what's, what you've got now is, uh, is you have uh, the artificial intelligence system in Facebook ads that will do 90% of the work for you. So you want to come up with um, you want to come up with one ad message. So you want to come up with a copy for uh, one piece of copy to start off with. And you want to choose six different images or videos. So have a mixture of images and videos, but you choose six of those and put them in into the system. Um, set up automatic placement and Facebook will figure it, the rest of, of it out. It will tell you, okay, out of these six images, everyone likes this one image better. I'm just going to run this one image to all of your prospects and it'll do it all automatically for you. So it's pretty, pretty damn good. So in, in, in short, what makes a good ad first and foremost and above all else is knowing your target market and then being able to get inside their brain, talk to them the way they need to be spoken to and also recognizing that, you know, what makes a great ad in the fitness community, for, for example, might necessarily make a terrible ad. Uh, for business yeah yeah it's it's, it's understanding those, those nuances and um yeah starting starting with so i suppose as a as a, as a mandatory skill i know you, you have a big thing on uh, like taking stock of the, the client who they are understanding them understanding the client yeah well you know that's a good thing i actually um really good friend of mine by the name of bond halbert um his father bond's father was called was Gary Halbert he was he's the world's number one copywriter that ever lived okay so he he is 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 uh he's now um gone over the rainbow bridge but he when he he was alive he was the number one world's number one copywriter 
and um, Bond, my friend, uh, who lives in LA, and I go over there quite a lot and hang out with him. Uh, and um, he actually started with his working with his dad when he was nine years old. So imagine being in the meetings, in the business meetings, and the marketing meetings with uh, with the world's number one copywriter since you were age age of nine. He's incredible. And uh, the funny thing he said to me, he said, you know, in fitness and in health is there's, you know, there's, you have these, everyone has a secret to what they want. And the, and the biggest thing people want in terms of fitness is that they want to look good naked, but nobody's going to say that to you. Nobody's ever going to come into your, you know, into a sales meeting or, or Facebook message and say, I want to look good naked. But that is the secret desire that they have, right? So then you, and you can't also say that, you can't go to your client and say that either, but it is this unspoken underlying thing that you have to be aware of and say, well, how do I approach this in a way that I can talk about it without talking about it, um, it, it uh, at all? And then you understand that, what's the motivator? And then you ask them what the motivator is and they'll tell you, well, I wanna feel good, I wanna look good. And you can kind of understand where that's going. So understanding your target market is not just about okay what am i going to say but understanding the mindset so that you know uh and understand them in 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 uh in depth as well does that make sense or not really it makes, it makes perfect <laughs> sense perfect sense so i suppose on that as as someone i mean i see it in my industry i'm, I'm pretty you know critical of what i see you know gets pushed out i imagine you, you'd have the same you're seeing ads that come in would you say that one of the big mistakes, at least to me, it seems like this from my limited, you know, marketing knowledge um, in comparison to what, what you know, um, what I see is that people are relying too much on the technology and not relying enough on actually understanding their market and, and having an ability to write good copy that, you know, the fundamentals of what makes a good marketer. Do you, do you see that or not so much? Oh, absolutely. I would a hundred percent agree. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's this le uh, path of least resistance. You know, it's this, as humans, we're always trying to conserve, um, you know, conserve calories, conserve our brain, mental brain, um, you know, all these things where it's like, okay, what's easy for me to do? Well, I'm gonna click on a bunch of buttons on Facebook and run an ad. I haven't thought about the ad. I haven't spent more than 20 seconds thinking about what I'm gonna say. Uh, I haven't spent any time understanding who my target market is. I'm just going to click the buttons, uh, choose an image, uh, and then hope for the best. And then if it doesn't work, I'm going to blame Facebook. Uh, and that's, that's, you know, but that's human nature. Like we're, we are all trying to, uh, we're all programmed to try and find the easiest route in life, you know, but when we're aware of it, you as uh, in the fitness game, you, you know, more than anyone about that. And so, um, and so what you got to do, I mean, you got it's painstaking. It can be painstaking. Like to give you an example, um, we recently redid a campaign for our own company, for my company. Um, and I spent 40 hours researching my target client. Um, I don't know anyone who would even bother to do that, but in your game, like in the fitness game, you don't need to do that. My business is a lot more complicated and has a lot of facets. But um, but the point is that you know if you if you want to spend you know one two three four hours uh, or thinking like it's just sitting there and thinking or talking to your clients and reflecting on conversations you've had and trying to put yourself in the shoes of other people um, and really thinking about you know how what what can I what can I say in order to uh, make them want to do 
to to work with me? You know, that is the that's the underlying question. What can I say? What can I do? And what can I say? Um, so yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And just to just to kind of re restate, I suppose my perspective on on my personal, you know, that that's what I love doing is thinking about my client. I hate like I would say my tech skills are actually low, but my empathy and understanding of what the client's going through is exceptionally high because of all the years that I've done. And I, I actually get by with with very low tech skills because I understand the client and how to speak to them. And um, so yeah, I, I it's it's great to hear. Ben, why do you think? Yeah, I, um, I was going to turn on the light. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, there is this, there are things that when you're on your side of the fence or your side of the table, you are a, you know, you're a fitness professional. You know so much. Uh, and there's this thing called um, the curse of knowledge. So the curse of knowledge is once you know something, you don't remember what it was like to not know it. You don't remember the emotions, the feelings, the issues, the struggles that you had. You can kind of sort of figure it out, but you, you, you want to put yourself in the shoes of, you know, if your person is, I mean, you just pick a, a demographic. Maybe you pick someone who uh, has never trained before. Um, what, are, what emotions are they going through? You know, doubt uh, and, and, and anxiety and all, all these kinds of different feelings um, that you probably can't even remember or maybe have never experienced those things. Uh, I know I, I have the same issue in my, I've been in business since I was 16 years old. So, you know, I can't possibly uh, imagine, but I do try as hard as I can to, you know, remember what it's like to be uh, when starting out, for example. So I do put a lot of effort in trying to remember that, but it's the curse of knowledge. You try to put yourself in the shoes. You, it just takes time. You got to think, you got to, you know, you've got to try and feel those emotions. I think that's probably really important as well. Try to feel feel what they're feeling right now. So, yeah. Yeah. What, why do you think uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, and I suppose in general social media, but why do you think Facebook and Instagram are such powerful marketing tools? I mean, some of the guys obviously seen the new documentary, The, the Social Dilemma that's come out that, that kind of shows a little bit under the hood of what's going on. Uh, and I know you've spoken yeah. about Facebook, and if I get this right, it has over a million offline touch points or something like this. So, yeah. you know, you've said it before that Facebook knows what you're going to buy before you know what you're going to buy. Uh, yeah. yeah. In summary, like, how do you describe that Like, as such a powerful marketing tool? Yeah. Well, when you think about, okay, I've got to sit down and think about what does my client really want? What are their goals? What are their desires? Facebook does that on a whole new level. They have these massive computer systems. AI has tracks a million data points about your behavior, what you do, when you do it, where you go, what you buy, um, what you're clicking on. But don't think of it as a, a list of, okay, here's a list of stuff that this that you did this morning. It's It then extrapolates what is the behavior of that person? What are the values of that person? What emotions are they feeling? based on all of and you can pick up i mean if even on a basic human level you can observe somebody um in in life and and observe a few things and deduce things about a person but on a, on a whole new scale you've got somebody who uh you've got a company that's got a million data points on you about absolutely everything in your life more than you can even imagine uh and they have in the past, there's been videos and articles and things leaked 
out that they've been able to retract off the internet that they know things like if you're in a relationship they know that you're probably going to be become engaged within a certain period of time in the future even if neither party knows that's going to happen they know that a couple will split up before either of them know they know what you were going to buy next week um like it's intense and it's good for us if we're in business because we can use that to our advantage to get in front of the right people the right prospects and in, in, in a way it's good for the users because they're not going to be seeing advertisements that aren't relevant to them and annoy them like we used to do when we watched tv we used to watch a whole bunch of stuff we would never buy they were annoying we wanted to fast forward we never wanted to see the ads but now you're getting served ads oh gee that's what i really want you know if you have your client who's like i really think i should uh, i've just got you know recently got divorced i really should get back into shape um I've, i'm looking at you know i just looked up a few diet programs and things like that and it, it, there's this like behavioral thing i mean facebook knows you're eating, you're eating junk food blah 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 and the ad comes up you know about your fitness thing i mean that's that's incredible for everyone involved in my opinion mm, powerful i suppose the only uh well what was your opinion you've seen this i'm guessing you've seen the social dilemma what was your opinion on you know the, I've, the, seen, I've seen parts of it um, probably because I know a lot more of the tech stuff that they probably don't even show in there. Uh, I didn't really get involved um, with watching that kind of stuff. It's probably had more of a political stance, I assume. Mm. Uh, I don't know, but um, I uh, I didn't I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched some of it, but uh, I would say most of it's probably dead on. But there's probably a lot of stuff that they don't share, either they don't want to share, are allowed to share, or don't know as well you know i've been entrenched in this for 11 years um i'm vip with facebook so we we get to talk to the actual programmers of facebook and so on and so forth so i get that behind the scenes level as well yeah amazing um i suppose the probably the probably the big foot point or footnote for me was um just the the footnote where it was everyone's feed is obviously tailored to them so everyone's getting you know if they're in the point i suppose that they really made was if you're a republican you get uh, the news feed that supports the Republican viewpoint. If you're a Democrat, you get the news feed that supports the Democrat point of view. And then the conversation in the middle is not to be had because uh, people are getting these customized news feeds that support, you know, to the echo chamber of, of bias. Yeah. Yeah, Moving. I, mean, I think so to a certain point for sure. Uh, I know that they, keep, they, they try to, they keep trying to find this balance. Um, but it's definitely not balanced right now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in business, so I know for the fitness industry it, at large, probably one of the biggest industries for this, um, you know, there is a lot of trainers who focus on followers specifically on Instagram. So I suppose the first question is, is followers simply a vanity metric or do followers result into cash? Um, you know, to at a certain point, um it, it can be a positioning thing but it's not the be all and end all of you know on one of my one of my companies um has a very small i mean i got my personal page is big uh, but that just happened organically over time you know i've been doing it for a long time i didn't 
bother trying to buy fake followers or anything like that. But on one of my pages, actually, our biggest company, I should say, has, um, after 15 years of running it, 5,000 followers. It's our biggest company. It's, it makes tens of millions of dollars and has very small amount of actual online followers because you want to focus on uh, the inquiries, the leads, getting in front of people, talking to people, um, and at more than the the followers. So you know you want to you want to go where you want to go. Well, there was this fellow by the name of Willie Banks. He's a famous bank robber, right? Uh, it's a true story. And uh, and the and one he got caught and he went to prison. And um, the journalist said, Mr. Banks, why? did you why did you rob all these banks and willie banks he said to the journalist he said well that's where the money is so you got to go where the money is you got to go to talk to people so followers don't translate into money so you want to go where the money is the people uh in talking to them and getting in front of them getting on the phone call getting in person so so fundamentally um the, the the it comes back down to something you know sound business fundamentals the ability to get a lead contact that lead sell the lead service the lead ask for referrals as the base point and then followers on top of that is nice may or may not help your marketing and i suppose then um how does it compare in your experience if someone if you work with someone who's got a huge following what I'm seeing a lot of these days is people who actually have quite substantial 100,000 plus followers, but they're still also relying on ads to, to get the target customer in. Is this just the same kind of thing that you've noticed or? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think it was about, you know, the, the years, the years uh, morphed into decades at this point in my life, but I think it was about six or seven years ago. Now it's quite a long time where they made a fundamental change in the algorithm on Facebook, the system on Facebook, where they said where, well, they didn't say it, but they were not going to push organic content anymore. Uh, the Facebook ads, the paid promotions, the paid advertising was going to get more, um, was going to be pushed more. So it obviously has to do with profit and bottom line for them. So, you know, maybe like eight years ago, you could run organic content and get some really good i mean i got i had a video that i put up got uh, i think it's got 50 million views organically that was like 10 years ago um but now you would have to run ads to get that kind of thing and you wouldn't even get that so it's more about using paid ad creating one really good advertisement that hits all the hot buttons of your target market running ads to it that's that's the that's the fundamental yeah, and I know I'll get asked. So uh, someone will ask me after the line because they'll secretly ask me after. But if if someone's goal was to grow followers, let's say, do you have any hacks for that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got a funny little hack. Yeah, uh, I don't recommend it, but it's something that's really funny that one of my uh, one of my colleagues came up with. Uh, and you'll laugh, but what you if you really wanted to grow your followers. Um, you can run an ad to get followers, but what uh, what you can do is you you run an ad, you do a post, you do an ad that says, um, "Follow my page if you love Jesus, 
and then you run it in like Colombia, Spain, like all these uh, high Christian um, countries. And that you would get a lot very cheaply for that. So that's that's a little hack. Rather than buying the fake, if you buy the fake ones off these websites, you get these bots that aren't real people. So that I mean, it's slightly better. Uh, but if you really wanted to get the vanity, vanity metrics, you could try that uh, if you wanted to. It's that's, pretty a, funny. that's hilarious. I, I reckon I know the guy who did that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. He's got the hacks. He's, he's amazing. <laughs> so funny. Stuff that guy does. Um, now, obviously, everyone, uh, COVID has affected Melbourne. You're up in Brisbane. COVID's affected us hugely. It's also affected you guys up in Brisbane as well and, and across Australia. Um, how have you pivoted? I mean, this isn't the first crisis, you know, we've been in as business. The first crisis was, you know, it's been many crises, you know, whether it was uh, the GFC or whatever it was. Um, but how has COVID affected you? What do you predict, uh, you know, generally across business? It's always great to hear your insights. Right. So a few questions there. Um, which one should I start with? How to pivot? Um, yeah. So what's the easy way to talk about that? Well, I think that, well, I think that there's a couple of points that I could make here. Um, you know, I've been in this game for a while now, um, since I was 16. So about four years, um, just joking. But, um, you know, being quite a while, one of the big things that I figured out after, after hitting my, uh, after running into a brick wall a few times and kind of almost bowing out a couple of times in my early 20s was that you need to have some cash reserves. So the way to do that is you need to do two things. You need to play a lot of, this is what a lot of people do is they chase money, right? They want to make more money, right? And that's what you would call, you know, playing um, offense. So you, the offense is going after the money, right? But a lot of people don't play defense with their money. So what that means is you need to say, well, I need to, uh, I need to monitor my expenditure. I need to see where I can, where I can be more efficient, where I can save money and so on and so forth. Do I really need to buy that new car? Do I need to buy that, you know, big house and so on and so forth. So you want to, um, you want to think about playing defense and offense. Obviously you want to enjoy your life. So I'm not talking about eating rice and noodles, uh, and living in, uh, you know, in wherever. But uh, I'm talking about, you know, being a little, a little bit smarter. I mean, even if you're only 10% or 20% smarter than you are now at, at your finances, that make, make a big difference. So that's the first thing. Number two is to have some capital reserves. You know, if you have two or three, if you can save up two or three months of, of capital over time, so you're not going to do that overnight, but over time you can do that. Um, these things tend to come in cycles. So I, I actually spoke to all of my, my business community about this and a few, my, a few of my colleagues about this back in August that there was going to be something going on in the next 12 months. Obviously didn't know there was going to be a bat involved, um, but I knew <laughs> that there was going to be uh, economic a crisis of some sort because I saw the signs. And the reason why I saw the signs is I got caught up in the last, well, not the last one, but the one before that. And everything looked exactly the same way. All the signs looked exactly the same way as it did before the last crisis that, well, the, third, the, 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 the second, well, the one uh, two times ago, um, where I got caught up and it almost went bankrupt, actually, uh, it was holding, on by, oh, holding on by the skin of my teeth in my early 20s. And I recognize that. So you have to then shift gears, shifting gears sometimes, and then figure out, okay, what do we need to do now? 
So then you do that. Um, you will have, you, you'll get through this, no matter what your situation is right now, no matter what your, your bank account balances, your debt levels at, I mean, you can say it's the absolute worst you ever been, um, but I guarantee you 100% that you will get out of it. You will do really well. You will, you will actually be on top of the world because this stuff happens every seven to 10 years, you will have really, really good moments where you're making absolute bank. And then you will have times where the economy just takes a dive. And those are the times like in the next one, you'll be prepared for it. Okay. So don't even worry about where you're at now because you will get to a point where you want, you will laugh. You will laugh at the money that you, that you're in debt with because you're like, yeah, I make that easy now. You know, I remember like, um, my, in my early twenties, I was $300,000 in debt. I had zero, I had zero dollars in the bank account. Um, and I was screwed, you know, and, and I got, I ended up paying that all back. And now it's like, well, that, if that happened now, like it's, I wouldn't break a sweat. Right. Because, uh, because you, you, you grow into it. You know, I guess it's just like training. You grow into where you're at. If you were to ask me to bench like 200 kilos or whatever the, world's best is I, mean, I wouldn't have a chance but I, I could grow to that you know over time so think of it like that hope that helps yeah d definitely does and, and very sensible sensible advice um before we open up to the lines we've got one or two questions left that i'll ask and i'll open up to the wolf packers um as a marketer what's something practical practical that we can all start doing today to see a better roi on our ad spend oh that's a really good one. Um, so in my 20s, I uh, ended up getting a mentor, um, one of the world's best mentors, uh, Jay Abraham. Um, he's, he's considered the world's number one business optimization consultant. Um, and, you know, people, uh, his fee now, he's, his professional fee is $120,000 for one day of consulting now. Um, highest, highest paid consultant. So I actually, he actually mentored me in my early twenties and he's really big on this thing called business optimization. Okay. And it's something that I, I would walk into any business that I go into and I'll immediately see five to 10 opportunities for them to increase their profit and their revenue and their clients without them spending a single dollar to do that. I, I'm trained to do that. And, uh, and, and we do that in our companies, you know, we, we, we go down to the nth degree with that. So what you can do and what you should do and what's boring to you will actually make you more money than, than any of your peers will ever make. That will be focusing on their Instagram and their followers and their beautiful photos and their, and so on and so forth. But the way to make three times as much money as any of your peers is to think now, okay, I've got to make, I've got to. Um, get everything that I can get out of all that I've got. So what that means is I've got to go, well, I want to get a list of everyone that I've spoken to in the last three years about training, about fitness, um, I want, including all the people that never went ahead with me, including the people that did go ahead with me and stopped training with me, uh, including, you know, all of these. So that's where you start. You build a list of, I want to talk to everyone that, um, I want to get a list of everyone that, I've spoken to, maybe I've quoted them. Maybe I said, Hey, do you want to train? They said, yes, they didn't go ahead. Maybe you know, training with you and their circumstances changed. Okay. And they ended up not training with you. 
Um, so build that list. And then what you want to do is you want to go back to all of those people and just call them and say, hey, um, just checking in, you know, what's going on in your life? What are you doing with training? Um, how's it all going for you? Just keep it real casual. Don't sell them. Just keep it real casual. Just create an opening. And they'll, they'll be like, yeah, actually, I've been thinking about coming back to train. Oh, I never ended up achieving my goals. Can you help me? You will, you'll open up all of these opportunities. It's not going to cost you a cent. You will make three to five times as much as anyone else. Um, we, you know, we call our, we keep a list of every person who has spoken to over the last 10 years. And we are continual contact with those people. And, I, you know, our, our profits for the amount of staff that we have, um, there, are, there are the, the amount of profit we make, we will probably have to have 10 times as many staff um, to do that if we weren't optimizing to that level. Love it. I love it. It's, and it's so true, right? It's so true. How many, like, especially in the fitness industry, people focus on just all the, you know, things that don't actually impact and what you just said, it's like optimize, you know, whatever you're doing, start with optimization because it doesn't cost you any money. And, you know, one of the arguments as well is, you know, a, a dollar saved is actually better than a dollar spent in the sense that you don't have to pay money on a dollar saved. So if you can maximize each dollar that's coming into your business, you actually have a higher uh, ROI and return on investment. So fantastic answer. Um, so last question. So last question before we, we get into the Wolfpack questions, um, any final thoughts uh, that you have, uh, I suppose, on, on what we've been discussing? Yeah, I think that the final thing that I want to say is, uh, and this is another thing my mentor Jay Abraham taught me in my 20s, uh, and I'm so grateful for him and two other mentors that I had that were just old school, pre-internet, just knew what to do. One of my clients, he makes $300 million a year and he has a home office. He doesn't have a big business. Another client makes a million dollars a year from his garage. Uh, and, in, and when you go visit him, he's hanging up his clothes. Uh, you know, he's doing, a, he's doing a lot. He's doing a, a round of washing and, and <laughs> hanging up his clothes and then going back on the phone and doing his business. So, you know, these guys just knew what to do and they weren't worried about being busy for the sake of being busy. And so one of the things Jay Abraham taught me was that most people, you know, they fall in love with their product or service, you know, or their business, you know, hey, look at my logo, look at my business, look at my Instagram, look, they fall in love with these, all these things. Okay. But what you should be doing is falling in love, falling in love with your customer. You put all of your attention on your customer and wondering how can I help them achieve their goals in a better um, easier or more effective or more enjoyable way. If you ask th only those questions and then figure out how you can monetize those things, you will win uh, rather than spending four hours scrolling on Instagram or whatever it is that people do these days, figuring out how can I serve my clients better? How can I make it more enjoyable, more e easier, more efficient and more effective? Uh, and that is the key to uh, to getting there. Amazing, amazing answers. So what we'll do now, folks, if you can all just switch on your webcams, we'll do a photo and then we'll go into audience questions with you folks. So just chuck, chuck on your webcam, get it up there. Uh, when we go into questions, by the way, um, we'll just do we'll just do our questions as questions only. 
Um, we'll minimize that way you can get through everyone. Just waiting on a few more of you. Put on your webcam. We'll get a photo for the Instagram. Make sure you check it out if you're listening to this on the podcast at Mark Otobri. That's O T O B R E. Ben, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, at Benjamin Simkin. Go follow Ben. Go follow me if you're not already. Uh, take a photo. All right, I'll post that in a minute. All right, let's open up the lines and keep your webcams on, folks. Um, I'm going to shoot first to, to Mr. Frank, uh, Francois, all the way from Montreal, Canada. Uh, take it away. Hi, Ben. Hi, Mark. Um, my question is, I got a grant for uh, about $2,000 in Facebook ad credits that I have to use by the end of the year. And right. what would you recommend I do with that? So I have about a thousand likes on my business page and I haven't really done Facebook advertising before. Okay, sure. Okay, great. Good question. Um, so well, I guess the first thing is what, what is your uh, primary goal for, what is your primary you know, business goal in terms of like, what do you want to do? What do you want to achieve in, in the short term? Uh, get more clients. Okay, great. So, uh, so I would run an ad. Um, how how is the situation there, by the way? With the is the gyms open? Like, what's going on with all that? Right now, gyms are closed. I'm operating under the radar, so I'm not signing any new clients. Um, okay. But hopefully, we'll be open next week. But that has not been confirmed yet. Okay. Well, uh, so you can wait till next week and decide you're going to do one of two things: either okay. either things either things go really well and uh, the gyms are open and you business as usual or uh, number two you figure out well uh, maybe i can help other people okay so and how can i do that so to give you an example i've actually uh, recently engaged uh, i hope you don't mind me saying this mark um sure. we good to talk about that yeah 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 definitely <laughs> uh i recently I, I i had planned to come down to melbourne to uh, train with Mark uh, at his at his gym, um, but because of the restrictions we have, I'm not allowed to travel. We're, 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 as as a country, we're not allowed to travel interstate. So I was like, well, I still want to achieve my goal of getting fitter and improving my health and so on, and I'm not going to let anything stop me. Okay, so I'm going to go. Well, let how do we do this? So I actually contacted Mark, and we're doing it all over the uh, over the inter internet, over interwebs. And so you'll find you have people that are like-minded, people like me, okay? So people that are driven, people that are conscientious, uh, uh, people that are, um, you know, are driven by ambition and, and these kinds of traits. So that's really important for you to understand is what kind of person is gonna wanna do that, who's gonna say, if, you know, the question, you know, that, that quote, the question is, the question is not who is going to let me. The question is who's 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 going to stop me. So that kind of mentality, right? So then you go into that. That's the psychology of these people, right? So the other thing is like maybe there are people that uh, that follow you and see the results you're getting that are not only and this is an opportunity for you as well. Like you you want to see that this is an opportunity for me. I could now I can now work with anyone in my whole country in my whole time zone. Uh, in every city, um, because now I'm doing an online thing where I can help you achieve your goals before Christmas um, and, and, and showcase that and say, well, now I can open it up. We, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Right. So that's a really good thing to do. And you'll find you get you get uh, clients from doing that. It's possible and it's definitely achievable. And you'll find those people. So then you want to think about, well, who are the 
who are the people that are uh, who are more likely to do that? So um, have you ever, have you, everyone here out of the big five personality type? Just maybe raise your hand. They, they should have because we taught it in November and there's the video up on the Wolfpack side. It's the ocean model, openness to ex, uh, op open, uh, extroversion, conscientiousness, neuroticism, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so with the big five, you're going to go after people that are op open, openness, openness to experience. So they're not like in this final, final tunnel of like, I, the only way that I can achieve my goal is by going to the gym and seeing a trainer in person. You know, you're never going to get those people. So openness to ex experience and um, conscientiousness, because you're going to have to have people that are conscientious that you give them a spreadsheet or a plan that they're going to follow it to the letter. Okay. So you have those ideas. You think about, well, what are the other, what's going on in their lives? And typically people that, that have those. Uh, and then you could even go into, um, you know, low agreeableness, but that's, you know, that's another story. But talk about obviously business people would be one of those, uh, one of those pro prototypes of people. Uh, wouldn't mm -hmm. you agree, uh, Mark? A hundred percent. I was just, I was just thinking right now, like what you're giving literally is million dollar advice on on how to capture this market based on, and and again reiterates what we said at the start, which was understand your clientele and and look at all right, let's let's make the product. Who are we connecting this product with? You've just you know in like less than five minutes, you're given a full psychographic uh, di uh, description of exactly who's going to be suitable for an online an online product and, and hitting it that way not only like who's suitable but who like really damn well wants to do it <laughs> who's like yeah who's like yeah sign me up yesterday you know um and then if you know people like that if you are clients like that already uh or you can just stalk my page is you look at what kind of fan pages they follow and you know, this is one of the things that I did in my in one of my recent campaigns. Is I looked up about 20 to 20 to 30 of my clients on Facebook, and you can go to the about section and go, uh, what are their likes? What are the, you know, who are they following? What or what companies are they following on Facebook? And I recognized there was about 12 commonality pages, so 12 pages that pretty much 80% of my clients followed, uh, and then it made a lot of sense when I looked backwards to made a lot of sense to how they're wired mentally, like what are their values? What are their psychographics? What, you know, what is like their biology and so on and so forth um, and figure out what kinds of people they are. Then you can use that not only for your marketing, but for your targeting as well. You know, one of the things you can do, this is a little hack you can do that. Uh, and you guys, everyone wants to write this down is that what you want to do uh, is you when you go on a Facebook you do an interest target for um, Facebook business pages administrators um, and that that gives you a good subsection of actual business owners um, rather than trying to you know use the other ones that's a really good one that we use uh, and then have some sort of level of fitness maybe they're following David Goggins that's an easy one right mm. I mean anyone who's who's interested in training definitely would follow him. So yeah, so that do that. Uh, in terms of the ad budget, I would do uh, $30 a day. I wouldn't be doing a very big number. And I would be running, running your first ad for anywhere between two to five 
two to four days or two to five days maximum. If you're not getting clients or leads or inquiries, you're not getting people contacting you within three to five days, then something's up with your ad that you're not hitting them where you need to hit them in terms of their emotions. Okay. So you will definitely 100% know if you're not getting inquiries. Now, if you are getting inquiries, but you're not getting sales, that is a different problem, right? The problem then mm -hmm. is I'm not handling those people. And I had this on a, on a coaching call last week. I had a, a client who was running ads, a student who, who I taught Facebook ads. She's like, yeah, I'm getting all these people inquiring uh, with my ad, uh, but they're not buying from me. So there must be something wrong with my Facebook ad. And I was like, how are you dealing with your client? And she was doing it very wrong. And I said, don't do that. You know, mm -hmm. don't deal with your clients like that um right. to give you a hack with that the biggest the best thing you can do is get them on a phone call as quickly as you can mm -hmm. yeah okay and if we get the green light to open next week you get the green light then you pretty much almost going to follow the same thing but you're going to target local people who are absolutely totally dedicated to wanting to uh wanting to get back in the gym before christmas Mm -hmm. You know, okay. Christmas, is one of, Christmas and New Year's is one of those points. There are these anchor points in, in in life that happen. For example, you know, summer, spring break, uh, Christmas, Easter. There are these uh, New Year's is these event points that everyone everyone follows. It's like, man, I better get my act. If you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and you want to hear the full podcast and many more just like this, uh, visit enterprisefitnessacademy.com and better yet, join the Wolfpack Mentoring Program. That's ongoing mentoring for personal trainers and fitness professionals. You get access to over $75,000 worth of course material we have been filming for, for some time. We've had special guests from all over the world in business, training, nutrition, functional medicine, uh, psychology, motivation, whatever your client needs, whatever you need to build your business to that next level, Wolfpack most certainly has you covered. And also you get weekly calls, weekly calls with me, weekly group calls where I answer the PAX questions give them inside advice, tell them what to do, what's working, and where to go next. So if you want that, again, visit enterprisefitnessacademy.com. You can download your free starter pack or even just connect with me on Instagram. It's at Mark Otobri. So folks, hope you've enjoyed this podcast. As always, stay tuned for the next one. Uh, we would really appreciate if you could leave uh, a a a, what do you call those things? A review, of course. If you could leave a review on iTunes, we would be most appreciated. Rate us five stars. Tell us what you like, what you want to hear more of. Go check it out at iTunes uh, forward slash The Wolf Stand by Enterprise Fitness. You can find it. Leave us a review. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, also subscribe to us. And if you're out there on YouTube land, make if you haven't already subscribed. We've got some fantastic videos on YouTube. It's at Enterprise Fitness on YouTube. It's at Enterprise Fitness AU on Instagram. I'm at, uh, on Instagram, I'm at Mark Otobri. That's O-T-T-O-B-R-E. Anyway, folks, we will see you on the next one. Till then, train hard, eat well, and supplement smart.